Chapter Two of Coffee and Repartee. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Coffee and Repartee by John Kendrick Bangs. Chapter Two. Do you know, I sometimes think, began the idiot, opening and shutting the silver cover of his watch several times with a snap, with the probable and not altogether laudable purpose of calling his landlady's attention to the fact of which she was already painfully aware that breakfast was fifteen minutes late do you really interrupted the schoolmaster looking up from his book with an air of mock surprise i am sure i never should have suspected it indeed returned the idiot undisturbed by this reflection upon his intellect i don't really know whether that is due to your generally unsuspicious nature or to your shortcomings as a mind-reader there are some minds put in the landlady at this point that are so small that it would certainly ruin the eyes to read them i have seen many such observed the idiot suavely even our friend the bibliomaniac at times has seemed to me to be very absent-minded and that reminds me doctor he continued addressing himself to the medical boarder what is the cause of absent-mindedness that returned the doctor ponderously is a very large question absent-mindedness generally speaking is the result of the projection of the intellect into surroundings other than those which for want of a better term i might call the corporally immediate so i have understood said the idiot approvingly and is absent-mindedness acquired or inherent here the idiot appropriated the role of his neighbor that depends largely upon the case replied the doctor nervously some are born absent-minded some achieve absent-mindedness and some have absent-mindedness thrust upon them as illustrations of which we might take for instance i suppose said the idiot the born idiot the borrower and the man who is knocked silly by the pole of a truck on broadway precisely replied the doctor glad to get out of the discussion so easily he was a very young doctor and not always sure of himself or put in the schoolmaster to condense our illustrations if the idiot would kindly go out upon broadway and encounter the truck we should find the three combined in him the landlady here laughed quite heartily and handed the schoolmaster an extra strong cup of coffee there is a great deal in what you say said the idiot without a tremor there are very few scientific phenomena that cannot be demonstrated in one way or another by my poor self it is the exception always that proves the rule and in my case you find a consistent converse exemplification of all three branches of absent-mindedness he talks well said the bibliomaniac sotto voce to the minister yes especially when he gets hold of large words i really believe he reads replied mr whitechoker i know he does said the schoolmaster who had overheard i saw him reading webster's dictionary last night i have noticed however that generally his vocabulary is largely confined to words that come between the letters a and f which shows that as yet he has not dipped very deeply into the book what are you murmuring about queried the idiot noting the lowered tone of those on the other side of the table we were conversing ahem, about began the minister with a despairing glance 
at the bibliomaniac let me say it interrupted the bibliomaniac you aren't used to prevarication and that is what is demanded at this time we were talking about uh about er tut tut ejaculated the schoolmaster we were only saying we thought the er the uh, that the what are the first symptoms of insanity doctor observed the idiot with a look of wonder at the three shuffling boarders opposite him and turning anxiously to the physician i wish you wouldn't talk shop retorted the doctor angrily insanity was one of his weak points it's a beastly habit said the schoolmaster much relieved at this turn of conversation well perhaps you are right returned the idiot people do as a rule prefer to talk of things they know something about and i don't blame you doctor for wanting to keep out of a medical discussion i only asked my last question because of the behavior of the bibliomaniac and mr whitechoker and the schoolmaster for some time past has worried me and i didn't know but what you might work up a nice little practice among us it might not pay but you'd find the experience valuable and i think unique it is a fine thing to have a doctor right in the house said mr whitechoker kindly fearing that the doctor's manifest indignation might get the better of him that returned the idiot is an assertion mr whitechoker that is both true and untrue there are times when a physician is an ornament to a boarding-house times when he is not for instance on wednesday morning if it has not been for the surgical skill of our friend here our good landlady could never have managed properly to distribute the late autumn chicken we found upon the menu tally one for the affirmative on the other hand i must confess to considerable loss of appetite when i see the doctor rolling his bread up into little pills or measuring the vinegar he puts on his salad by means of a glass dropper and taking the temperature of his coffee with his pocket thermometer nor do i like and i should not have mentioned it save by way of illustrating my position in regard to mr whitechoker's assertion nor do i like the cold eager glitter in the doctor's eyes as he watches me consuming with some difficulty i admit the cold pastry we have served up to us on saturday mornings under the wholly transparent alias of hot bread i may have very bad taste but in my humble opinion the man who talks shop is preferable to the one who suggests it in his eyes some more iced potatoes mary he added calmly madam said the doctor turning angrily to the landlady this is insufferable you may make out my bill this morning i shall have to seek a home elsewhere oh now doctor began the landlady in her most pleading tone jove ejaculated the idiot that's a good idea doctor i think i'll go with you i'm not altogether satisfied here myself but to desert so charming a company as we have here had never occurred to me together however we can go forth and perhaps find happiness shall we put on our hunting togs and chase the fiery untamed hall room to the death this morning or shall we put it off until some pleasanter day put it off observed the schoolmaster persuasively the idiot was only indulging in persiflage doctor that's all when you have known him longer you will understand him better views are as necessary to him as sunlight to the flowers and i truly think that in an asylum he would prove a delightful companion there doctor said the idiot that's handsome of the schoolmaster 
he couldn't make more of an apology if he tried i'll forgive him if you will what say you and strange to say the doctor in spite of the indignation which still left a red tinge on his cheek laughed aloud and was reconciled as for the schoolmaster he wanted to be angry but he did not feel that he could afford his wrath and for the first time in some months the guests went their several ways at peace with each other and the world End of chapter 2